Hello, soul friends, soul family, and welcome to the Where Souls Grow podcast. I am your host, Ashley, and welcome, 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 welcome. How is your heart today? I hope it's good and filled with joy to you all collectively. Um, I've been trying to tap into some good energies, and I want to share that good energy with you guys. Today's angel number is 303, and I thought of and started writing everything down for this podcast at 303 a.m., so... I said, why not choose this angel number? Um, But 303 angel number can mean if you are currently going through a tough time period, no, it won't last much longer, nor will it last forever. If you aren't already, think positively, ask God for guidance, and believe in yourself. 303 has two threes and one zero, both of which have a strong vibration and helps us find balance in our lives. Infinity is represented by the number zero, That is to say, in order to acquire limitless wisdom and peace that we are all capable of, we must be positive thinkers and have a positive outlook on life. Today's podcast episode is also inspired by the song Shadow Dance by the internet. I remember hearing the song for the first time during a pivotal point in my spiritual journey slash spiritual awakening, and I felt that this song would be beautiful to share with you guys if some or most of you haven't heard it. If you have, I definitely love that for you, and I love that you know about this song. Um, now I know some of you may be wondering, well, what shadow work is and what it entails, et cetera, et cetera. I will definitely explain what shadow work is and what it does for our souls. But first let's get into what your shadow self is and then how to work with it by shadow working. What exactly is the shadow self? You may be wondering, well, The shadow self, according to psychiatrist Carl Jung, is a second self inside of each of us, another being. A Carl Jung quote says, there is no light without shadow and no psychic wholeness without imperfection. Carl Jung named this hidden part of us the shadow. The shadow is an archetype, a universal motive or image built into all of us beings. We can't get rid of our shadow self no more than we can avoid casting an outer shadow when we're in sunlight. In spiritual terms, the shadow self or the dark side of our personalities is compromised of basic human emotions. It's where our raw emotions live, such as jealousy, sexual desire, anger, and or survival. Our shadow selves is basically the part of our personality that we don't show everyone right away. Only those who know us personally will see our shadow self traits. These characteristics are rough, vulnerable, messy, and we may even find it difficult to accept them ourselves. With that being said, yes, everyone has a shadow self and many people either choose to ignore it, many people like myself, or they find it embarrassing to show this side because they have decided it is wrong and it doesn't fit into their public persona. And that's just the thing. We need to fight trying to have the perfect persona for societal standards and just be. When these desires get repressed and swept under the rug in secrecy and shame, and we actively ignore it, it continues to fester until negatively affects our lives. It's impossible to eliminate your shadow self because that would be denying a part of who we really are. Instead of denying our shadow self, it's important to embrace it so we can operate in harmony instead of being at war with ourselves. And despite the negative connotations associated with our shadow self, it's neither good nor bad. Just because something is uncomfortable doesn't mean that it's bad for you. It's important to rename this part of ourselves and start to affiliate it with positive meaning so we can begin positive healing work. So what exactly is shadow work? Shadow work is not a common practice. It begins with a willingness to explore the shadow self. 
even if we may find doing so scary or uncomfortable. It's the process of digging deep into the unconscious mind and confronting our shadow self. The journey and process is often long because our society grooms us to present ourselves as perfect beings. We spend an excessive amount of time thinking about money, power, popularity, in addition to wanting all three. While I say all of this, accessing the subconscious isn't an easy thing. It is a lot of emotional baggage and our so-called flaws that we rather not acknowledge, but also it's mentally challenging to shine a light on things our conscious minds demand we ignore. So some helpful shadow work tips I think would be helpful that are helpful to me and maybe helpful to you are remembering dreams so you can do a dream analysis. Carl Jung highly valued dreams as tools for accessing the unconscious and the shadow self. We can log our dreams and look for repeating themes or symbols to see whether we notice aspects of our minds that we usually ignore. I personally try to remember my dreams as much as possible. And while I don't always write down what goes on in my dreams, I'm definitely going to start doing it in the future now that I know that there are certain messages that are meant for us to remember. Next is journaling. It may seem cliche, but journaling can be very beneficial. Journaling can help us explore our unconscious thoughts and desires by looking for patterns and themes. We can follow prompts, tell stories, talk about our day or anything that we choose to put down on paper in that moment. Also, I believe sitting in and being one with nature, um, taking in the fresh air with gratitude whilst incorporating journaling is one of my personal and favorite ways I am able to reflect on my shadow self and the behaviors that I would like to improve on. It is also important to note that it may not be always possible to do shadow work alone. If you feel like you may have unresolved trauma or serious mental health concerns, please do not hesitate to reach out to someone, anyone for that matter, and do not be afraid to seek support from a professional. Now, let's talk about shadow work for beginners. People just starting out with shadow work may find it beneficial to seek advice from a professional, like I said prior, someone who is practicing a version of shadow work or simple therapy can and may suffice. Um, some helpful tips that I have found to be helpful for me that I have for people wanting to or already starting their shadow work journey are do as much research on shadow work as you can. Please, please, please. And also take it slow the first time you try shadow work. Also be mindful that shadow work can be difficult and upsetting. Trust me, I know this. But that doesn't mean give up, just try again later. Um, practicing self-care and compassion when unexpected thoughts or feelings come up. I know I talked about that in my last podcast. And also approaching the shadow self with the spirit of curiosity and acceptance is better than going in with doubt and resistance. Um, shadow work can be truthfully very beneficial in many, many ways. Um, you may feel more whole if you decide to do shadow work, or as I'd like to say, you may feel one within yourself. Um, it can give you a more holistic view of yourself. Think about the times, you know, when you feel something brewing inside of you and you're wondering why you're so upset. You're probably upset because there's a part of you, which is the shadow self, that's been hidden away for a long time and it wants to come out. It's important to step back and reflect on these moments and our emotions rather than taking them at face value and just moving forward. Our shadow self is trying to tell us something. 
Shadow work can also help with how we interact with others. As we gain more self-awareness, we'll learn to trust ourselves more, and we can use that self-observation to our interpersonal relationships. For example, maybe you were told not to talk back during your childhood. I know, I was, I definitely was. (laughs) And now you have trouble standing up for yourself as an adult. I kind of have this issue. You may develop boundaries and learn to speak your truth by doing shadow work. Also, shadow work could possibly heal generational trauma. Shadow work can be a way to heal wounds from your childhood. And we're always doing the work of healing ourselves, healing our parents, and healing our lineages, especially when we start to address generational traumas within the shadow work experience. And it can also help to think about the approach to caregiving if you decide to conceive one day. Shadow work can also help us look at our family structure and make us think if that is something we should or want to continue with our family. Shadow work can also help us meet our needs in healthier ways. And what I mean by that is our shadow self can cause destructive behaviors and exploring one's shadow can help someone find more constructive habits. I definitely deal with this. Um, I have to work more on developing better habits, but but <laughs> shadow work can be beneficial in many more ways, such as boosting confidence within yourself and our lack of self-esteem and self-doubt demolishes our confidence. To be real, self-esteem issues are most almost always living within our shadow self. Um, shadow work can also bless us with better relationships. Confronting our shadow self will help us better understand life's obstacles and allow us to build stronger, more genuine bonds with other people. Shadow work can also improve our well-being. Facing our faults gives us a better control over mental and physical health because we make more conscious and thoughtful decisions. That goes hand in hand with building better relationships whilst working on yourself and shadow self. And while I may say self and shadow self, know that they are still one. Shadow work can also improve our creativity, which I find really, really fascinating. Our shadow self can hide our true talents. And when we crack the barrier, creative just, creativity just gushes out. You know what I mean? So all we have to do is tap into ourselves and trust in what we're capable of. Shadow work can also increase our capacity for compassion. Recognizing our subconscious thoughts broadens our perspective. Addressing our shadow self allows us to better understand others' weak points and behaviors. When we look at our own faults directly in the face, we're more tolerant of others' flaws. Um, And I also wanted to share how long I personally have been doing shadow work or how often I do it. Um, So with all that being said, I honestly won't lie and say that I'm consistent when it comes to doing shadow work. But I will say that I try to do it as much as I can and as often as I can. I don't have a busy schedule currently, so I am trying to focus more on shadow working and incorporating it into my daily routine. When I first found out about shadow work and the shadow self, it was around 2020, a very transformative time for me. And to be truthful, I was scared of the concept. At first, I was skeptical and I felt like, okay, well, I'm not one of those people that needs to do shadow work. You, you know what I mean? Like just being ignorant. But knowing who I am now and how far I've come and how much I've grown, I still know and understand that I still need to do shadow work because I fully haven't merged my regular self and my shadow self. Again, even though I say self and shadow self, know that they are one. Just like how your higher self and yourself and then your shadow self 
all of them are the same being, even though Carl Jung may have said it's another being. It's just, I personally think that your spirit, yourself, and, you know, <laughs> that. So, um, talking about all of this, working and trying to live with your shadow self, uh, I'll still admit that it's not easy. I am not someone who can easily say that I know everything there is to know about shadow work and the shadow self and that I'm doing everything I can or doing everything I know when it comes to shadow work. It truly takes time and dedication and not only the want, but the need to be your best self and be able to demolish your ego as well as work with your shadow self. Again, it's not easy, but shadow work is also not impossible. All we need is a little bit of guidance, a little bit of hope, a little bit of persistence, and sometimes a little bit of help. I know what helped me begin to truly start to do shadow work was the fact that I saw other people talking about it, um, genuinely talking about how it helped them evolve. And it inspired me to really reflect on who I was in that moment and how I could work towards becoming my best self. So to end off this podcast with a little bit of good energy, I decided that I wanted to pull a couple tarot cards for the collective um, and not only tap into my intuition, but to also see if there could be a collective message for all of us today. And I happened to pull four cards earlier. And by pull, I mean, I was just shuffling <laughs> and asking the guides and God if there were any messages for my podcast audience, the soul family. <laughs> and the cards I pulled legit blew me away. Um, the cards were 10 of cups, the empress, seven of cups reverse and queen of cups. And I, of course, had to read the book interpretations because I'm not all the way there when it comes to reading tarot. But what I can understand already, I know I received the collective message I was hoping for us all. Um, so to explain, the tarot deck has 78 cards, 22 major arcana and 56 minor arcana. The major arcana represents life in its primary stages that everyone experiences. The minor arcana represents people, events, and feelings that every person encounters in their life. Now for the elements, wands corresponds to fire. They may look like brown rods on the tarot cards. Um, cups corresponds to water. Pentacles to earth, they'll look like little coins on the cards with a star in the middle of them. And swords to air. So if you're catching my drift, then you may already start to notice that there's a collective message here. And I hope you are catching my drift. <laughs> um, the Empress, which is a major arcana, represents beauty, nurturing, and abundance. She is calm and content with her life. And the Empress indicates the need to relax and allow things to happen naturally. The Empress encourages connecting with one's more feminine traits and create beauty. Artistic expression and connecting with nature are representative of this card. I also pulled the Ten of Cups, which is a minor arcana, and the Ten resembles contentment as well with relationships. As the Nine of Cups shows individuals' satisfaction on the tarot card, the Ten of Cups shares it with others, like how we're kind of doing right now. <laughs> um, I also pulled the Seven of Cups reversed. Opportunities and wishful thinking are suggested by the Seven, and it also warns of seeking superfluous short-term things. If the tarot card is represented upside down, a.k.a. being reversed, then a reader or someone just practicing, such as myself, may interpret that as contrary to the typical meaning of the card. And the last card to be pulled 
was the Queen of Cups. The Queen is caring, compassionate, and she is also sensitive to others' feelings and has a trustworthy, excuse me, intuition. Um, so basically what I interpret these cards to mean for us, the soul family, the soul collective, I believe it to mean that the water energy is definitely because we are in cancer season right now. And the earth energy is basically here to make sure that we all still stay grounded and that we tap into ourselves and we help nurture each other. Um, I also believe that having the major arcana means that this message isn't only for me, obviously, it's for all of us which I was truly asking and hoping for. So I'm very grateful for that. Um, and as far as the minor arcana, the Queen of Cups, I believe that this card may represent that we need to be more caring and compassionate towards ourselves. And while we are working on being more sensitive to other people's feelings, we have to tap into ourselves and fill up our own cups before we can worry about anything or anyone else's emotions, as well as we ultimately have to trust our own intuition. So <laughs> I'm going to leave you all with that message. I love you all. And I will see you in the next episode next week. Remember that we're a Souls Grow podcast. Every episode comes out currently every week until I come up with the perfect schedule for this podcast. Listen, I don't know when I'm going to create the perfect schedule. I only got two episodes out right now. So just give me time, guys. Just work with me. Um. So be sure to follow your girl, me, Ashley Amari, on Instagram, Twitter. Everything is in the description. And if you would like to be a part of this podcast or give me a little bit of topics, please be sure to click the email in the description or just shoot me a DM on Instagram. And I will see you guys in the next episode. From the seat of my soul, I love you all. Soul family. And I will see you guys. Bye.